Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 27th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He did it again. And again and again and again and again and again and again. And actually the 11th time that he did it. We're talking about Joe Biden's dog. Yeah, Commander is his name. He's a two-year-old German shepherd. And he bit a Secret Service agent for the 11th time. It's amazing. Yeah. Once, uh, twice, maybe. 11 times, 11 times. Yeah. That's a lot. All right, you're a dog owner. Mm-hmm. I'm a dog owner. Yeah. You know that dogs generally tend to, not always, but generally tend to take on the persona <laughs> of their owner. Of their owner, right? Sure. So you've been to my house, mm-hmm. you know Bruce the Bulldog. Uh, he will be the best friend you never wanted, <laughs> and he will let you know he is there, mm-hmm. and he will try to dominate everything he comes in contact with, but not in a malicious way. Does that sound like anybody you know? Yes. Me, yes. right? That, boom. That Sounds like you. Dogs take on the personas of their owners, and that's natural because that's the environment they're in. So when you have a dog... Mm-hmm who is violent repeatedly. Look, dogs do things all the time that you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe my dog did whatever. But when you have a dog who is repeatedly violent against humans, I think that's a huge indictment of the person that is- That's raising- Supposed to be in charge of Raising the puppy. It it, it almost seems like it's a situation of not being raised, actually being left to his own devices. You're right. Uh, I'm I'm sure, just like they love their son, that the Bidens (laughs) love their dog. He's a member of the family, but they're creating a hazard. It's, and this, it's not the Secret Service's job to take care of the first family's animals. You're right. That's a private residence thing. But what it is creating is a workplace safety hazard You're for right. those that have to work around that area. Yeah, I mean, 11 times is a lot, especially if you are, look, some people just don't have the resources, whatever, to effectively train their animal. But if you're the president, you know you have access to resources to be able to train an animal. I mean, that animal is not so much being taught, but it is the environment that is created around him that is enabling him to behave in that manner. Like, and German shepherds are very trainable dogs. Yes. And you would think, if nothing else, that they would have somebody come in and train him because I, I'm sure it's an unpredictable place to be, yeah. the White House. Look, like, look, bulldogs are some of the dumbest dogs alive, right? I mean, they have little baby brains. It's and, so cute. Oh my gosh, they're wonderful. But it's like when Olivia was born and came home. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Bruce was very curious. Well, she was crying a lot. And he was very concerned because he had no idea who this new person was. Mm-hmm. He was crying a whole bunch. Once we brought her into his room, Bruce has his own room in our house, and he loves that, and he's very happy that it's that way. And she, he got to see her and associate with her. He then figured out who was crying and why, and then he figured out like he is to the point now where he knows what cries are like her being a baby or there's hey something wrong. she needs addressed either she needs fed or changed mm-hmm. or whatever but the point is when he comes out even though he is a hyper dominant dog 
who will, if there is an adult human, not in a malicious way, he will not attack you, he will not bite you, but he will get up to you and say, hey, I'm here, hello, I'm the center of attention. With Olivia, he will walk right past her, he will not engage her. He knows her vulnerabilities, and he knows that part of his job at the house is to be a protector of the house, which Bruce would absolutely rip as sweet as bulldogs are they would Mm -hmm. absolutely rip another human in half if they felt their owners were being threatened and that's because that's the environment in which he's raised he's raised in an environment where he can wrestle with dad he can he can pull on the rope with dad he can be a you know not Mm -hmm. in a mean way but aggressive with dad he knows with my wife or certainly with my baby do not engage other than he may occasionally walk past and sniff her crib or wherever she's at but other than that that's because he, he's been trained he that knows way. yes absolutely so if an english bulldog can figure it out mm-hmm. german shepherds are infinitely smarter than sure. english bulldogs this is i mean a real indictment of the bidens well it, it's not the first time they also had their dog major which was also a german shepherd yep. and that dog was a biter as well and so much so that that dog moved out of the white house and had to find a new home yes so this is a repeat offense family as far as biting dogs yes a dog is a responsibility a dog is and by the way if you don't have children a dog is and i will say this from experience a dog is a great way to on some level by the way no one can ever prepare you there's no training that will will totally prepare you for having a child but a dog is a phenomenal way to get a learner's course especially if you have them when they're a puppy (laughs) because of the needs Mm -hmm. and you know you have to give them a lot of attention etc but it really i mean when you look at what a screw up hunter is and then you see what a screw up these dogs keep being Mm -hmm. hey maybe we've got a trend here of the people who are supposed to be in charge of vulnerable young things in the Biden house. <laughs> Maybe this isn't their bag. <laughs> huh? And I I wonder, so they've had two German Shepherds, Major and Commander. Do they really want the dogs? Or yeah. do they want people to think they want the dogs? That's a great point, Casey. Are the dogs a show of, hey, the president is supposed to have a dog, and there's right. always some Fido that runs around fetching a bone on the White House lawn. Sure. Uh, no, that's a great question. Like, do they really want these dogs? Yeah. Are they really loving towards these animals? Or is this just for show? You know, it's like we, we have had this conversation in our house and, and you had a you have an older dog, so you had a young child. And she's a lot like me. She's nervous and she shakes a lot. <laughs> You're, it as was, German Shepherd or as uh, miniature schnauzers do as they get old, they get it, nervous. It was so uh, interesting because when I had to house sit for you she's well behaved, last year, right? she's incredibly well behaved, but she's so timid. And that is the polar opposite of in my house. Like if you come in Bruce is raring and ready to go, and he'll figure out if you're friend or foe real quick, mm-hmm. but his the default is friend until he figures out foe, and your dog is like cowering at a corner, and it's like, oh, poor Gracie, I'm not here to rip you in half. I'm just here to let you out and give you some kibble. <laughs> you just said dogs are like their owners. <laughs> she's timid. She's nervous. Well, I think that sums it up. But the point, the, the point, it was like, it's... <laughs> Look, and part of having big response, look, a dog is a responsibility because the dog is a member of the family. And my wife and I have talked about this. Yeah. Inevitably, on that sad day when Bruce is no longer with us, I don't think we're going to have a dog for a while because we have a, a you know, a child now. And mm-hmm. that child 
requires a lot of attention. And as part of that, Bruce has not gotten as much attention as he wants to. Now he's a fully grown dog and he has his own little environment, own little world, and he's happy. Give him a bone and a treat and he's fine. But if you had had to have a puppy again, Mm That's got, a lot of work. It is. And there's no way as president of the United States and your wiping first lady that you're putting in the work that necessitates that well, dog learning how to interact with people and in society. Clearly they're not. Yeah. So somebody should take those dogs and, and put it through a training lesson. Yeah. It's 13 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Speaking of Joe Biden, he went to the picket line. <laughs> he looked lost and confused. Uh, did you see him get off the steps of Air Force One? They're using the shorter steps now. <laughs> He almost fell again. And he almost fell again. Uh, workers who are on strike are blasting him for his obsession with electric vehicles. Talk all day about research and all of that, but to see us here, seeing what we do, and see that we mean, we, we stand behind these companies. We have been the backbone of these companies for so long, trying to push us out to these electric vehicles. That's not... It won't last. You know, we, we're hard work. We have families. We need this. Uh, she's right. The Democrats and the left, and I think a lot of these union workers are starting to catch on to this. Now, the union leadership is going to continue to be rank and file behind Biden because that's how the money flows and and the power structure is made. But the rank and file people are waking up going, look, the federal government, the Democrats, the left – have this fetish obsession with these electric vehicles. We we were, are not designed to do that or produce that. You are creating, you the government, through financial incentive slash strong arm, have created an environment by which more people have left the type of automobile that we make well, gone to this other thing. We're now having to make the thing we don't make well. It's not as good as the thing that they make, and we are all suffering. And, and that lady was, I thought, articulated that very well, that that you are suffering because of the left's green dream fetish obsession. And just like with the dog, it's a big show. Yeah. Because Biden attends this strike supporting the auto workers showing up in his big old gas guzzling (laughs) caravan, right? And then he's talking about advancing electric vehicles. So exactly which side is he falling on? We're getting two messages from this guy. And my favorite part was, so there's a video of him. He's on the picket line. He was there for 12 minutes is what the report that I saw. 12 mm-hmm. minutes total and then went to some fundraiser somewhere in Hollywood. Um, he's standing there, but no one's standing with him. Like everybody is behind him. And at one point he just looks around confused mm-hmm. and then tries to like hug somebody like, step forward so it'll make it look like I don't have any idea what I'm doing and it was like some guy who has had too much to drink and then drops his head on the bar and then wakes up and suddenly it's 3 a.m. and all his buddies are gone and he's looking around like how did I get here where what what happened here Mm -hmm. where did I go as he's wearing the baseball cap that he was given and is it the president's job to step into this labor dispute Well, look, he's got a vested interest in it because he's very dependent upon that union leadership delivering those votes. But again, I I maintain that the union rank and file union members have become real smart that the Democrats in this case are not your buddy. They're not on your side. They have created in many cases this this issue that you're having in regards to uh, the wage dispute. And we'll see what happens because isn't Trump going to be there today, tonight? Yeah. So 
Because he won't be at the debate. No, he's not going to be at the debate. <laughs> it is 17 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. He had a gathering yesterday on The Circle. 19 after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC talking about Jefferson Shreve, who's running for mayor for the city of Indianapolis. And uh, he had an announcement yesterday. It was an economic development announcement in downtown Indianapolis. He said he wants to focus on opportunities that Joe Hogsett has not. And he said Indianapolis is currently falling short of its full potential. And he's got some ideas of how to turn the city of Indianapolis around economically. Okay, well, number one, and... Look, I'm not a resident of Marion County, but I will say if indeed I was, uh, this might, 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 probably not because his gun proposal was so ridiculous, but encourage me to vote for him. He is for cleaning up this little plastic city that they've put right in front of our (laughs) building here, Casey. Mm -hmm. The the amusement park, the green with spark on the circle is what it's called. So for those of you who are not aware, so we are right on Monument Circle downtown and the, I mean, just very, very high IQ people who run the city of Indianapolis. Their plan to clean up downtown wasn't like, hey, let's get more cops down here. Let's make sure the violent offenders know if you get arrested, you're going in for good, buddy. Uh, I mean, infinite number of measures to prevent violent crime. Their idea to stop violence on the circle Mm -hmm. was they were they created a legit mini city on a monument circle right in front of our building. No way that's a coincidence in which it's like AstroTurf. Mm -hmm. And some picnic tables and... Some umbrellas. There's food trucks that come out. There's like plastic chairs. And in the world of Joe Hogsett, hey, violent, dangerous gang member was going to go shoot somebody on the circle. But then he saw the plastic AstroTurf City and said, well better not do it there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, like, did I miss any part of Did I misstate any part of that, Casey? No. The Southwest Quadrant of the Circle is closed to cars, <laughs> and it has been, and it will be until November 3rd, right? Isn't that a, co- isn't that a coincidence, Casey? The date on that. Boy, that's yeah, wild. That's exactly. right around election time. Okay, so a lot of the businesses are saying that, you know what? Cars can't park here now. We're losing money. So Jefferson Shreve is saying, you know what, we're going to get rid of the amusement park yeah. that we've got down here on the I circle. mean, that is rather Open endearing. Up traffic so people can come down and shop and do the thing and park their car and drive on the circle. Okay, so uh, we had a hammer. Nigel and I had a little running uh, bet yesterday about would my event with the Defenders of Liberty outdraw <laughs> Jefferson Shreve's <laughs> event on the circle. I did get an aerial shot of the people mm-hmm. attending the event. I counted 23 non-members of him and his staff. Now, some of those may have been media, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. So I counted 23. Mm-hmm. I got roughly a hundred. Yep. So I beat him by five <laughs> times, and they were, of course, turning people away who couldn't get the tickets because of space capacity. So that's not good. You're running for mayor. I'm speaking at a, one random Tuesday evening, and I beat you by five times. Tells me, Casey, there's not a whole lot of. Uh, 
enthusiasm for the Shriverino campaign. <laughs> There's not a lot of interest. He says that he wants to revitalize the city county building as well and get it up to full capacity. You, when you look at Shreve, like a big part of a big part of being successful in politics and in government is people believing in you. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of you. I mean, essentially, you're selling the brand and the brand is you. Now, you're selling specific policies. You're selling specific proposals. And here's how this will make your life better. But in general, you're selling the person. Well, yeah, because people have to believe you, believe right? in you. And the reason that he gets 23, of which probably actually maybe 20-ish were there because they were interested. Some of those other people are probably media. The reason he gets 20 and we sell out is because people believe in us. They had no idea what I was going to talk about. It's, hey, Rob's going to be there, and we know he's going to rip some Republican ass, and these Republican a- deserve to have their asses ripped, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go. We don't even know what this guy's going to talk about, but we believe in him. Nobody believes in Shreve. He's given people nothing to say, wow, man, if that guy's the mayor of this city, here's how things are going to get better. The press press conference doesn't matter if it's not behind somebody that people can really get behind and have faith in. Nobody's going to believe a Republican when he first comes out. One of the first things he says is against one of the tenants of the Republican Party, Second Amendment. Because wouldn't it have been cool if the opening salvo from Jefferson Tree was, we all know where Joe Hogsett was during the riots, and boom, here's our opening ad attacking Joe Hogsett for going missing during the riots and just playing complete 100% offense against Joe Hogsett right out of the gate. And then you have people like us who get buy-in. And then when Shreve has these events downtown, we can say, hey, man, this really great guy is running for right. mayor, and everybody needs to get down there and support this guy, and let's let's make some noise down there in this, uh, on the circle. I'm not, I'm not going to bat for Jefferson Shreve. I'm not standing up for him because, one, I don't trust him. You don't agree with him. And, two, I don't agree with mm-hmm. him. And, three... Even the things he says he wants to do, I have absolutely no faith he would follow through on them and put the political will into them. This is why, and we've talked about this with Hammer a whole bunch, when you listen to these establishment political consultants who are super liberal Republicans at best anyway, they're basically Democrats, you don't get belief from the people. And belief from the people... And quite frankly, belief from us and this radio station is way more important than whatever those consultants are telling you. So if you are in the future running for some sort of public office and you think, oh, these wizards of smart have all the answers because they're the consultants and I gave them a bunch of money, we will always be way in, way more important than them. And that's why when you have what should be a very important event on Monument Circle, nobody comes. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC 1026. Quickly, let's get into this Miami Dolphins receiver, Tyreek Hill, what he says that he wants to do. Okay, he, he's, he's currently not retiring, but he said that when he does retire... He wants to make a lot of money <laughs> by doing pornography. Yeah, okay. Okay, real quick, I just want to set this up. So he was on a, mm-hmm. a podcast for getting Mike Evans. Mike Evans is an NFL player, and they're just shooting the breeze. Yep. Like, Evans is asking him, hey, you know, after your career's over, you know, you're a great Sex receiver. Sex and cardio. You're a great receiver for mm-hmm. the Dolphins. Like, oh, you got to do television. What are you going to do? And this is what he had to say. You retire, you doing, you gonna be all over, huh? You gonna be on TV, everything. Huh? Nah, when I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star, though, bro. Like, dead serious. Like, <laughs> you think I got that? <laughs> <laughs> I 
No. <laughs> nah, I mean, just do, do whatever you want, bro. I don't know what I'm saying? I don't have my opinion on that. Yeah, bro. Like, I really, I really think I... I, I love that he turned what? into Boom Hour from King of the Hill. I, I, I don't know, man. Do, <laughs> do, do whatever you want. You do you. I'm not going to comment on that. Mike Evans had no idea how to respond to that. So I, I did love that then adult film stars started weighing in mm-hmm. on this. Um, Kendra Lust Kendra- said, you'll make $2 million <laughs> the first day. <laughs> I'll help you with my OnlyFans account. <laughs> They're all on board with it. Oh, my gosh. The world is just an awful place right now, Casey. <laughs> hey, we're, we've got uh, some voicemails today. We're going to hear from you coming up on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the number for the voicemails. If you'd like to contribute with your questions, comments, smart remarks. We have not aired voicemails in a few days, Rob, and the voicemail was full. Oh, but again, Casey, (laughs) no one listens, but the voicemail is full of people wanting to be on the show. So we're going to try and get through a few of these today. So uh, Hammer and Nigel have their merch store yes, online it's at storehammerandnigel.com there's yeah. no w's yes. right store.hammerandnigel.com store.hammerandnigel.com no w's and one of the items that is up for sale is well two items yes. the i love rob kendall and That's the correct. i hate rob kendall t-shirts it would be a perfect gift if you want the i hate rob kendall shirt for the angry red shirted teacher in your life or maybe a republican member of the indiana general assembly mm-hmm. uh if you want the i love rob kendall it'd be the perfect gift for someone attending a, a local school board uh meeting of some sort or, or town council meeting um and all of my portion of the proceeds go to pro- will go will go to Project Rescue, which is an uh, organization that prevents human trafficking across the globe. Now you purchased your shirt, didn't I did. you? I gave uh, I, I am giving several away to loved ones. They will make fabulous gifts, and um, <laughs> I got them whichever one they wanted. I love or I hate Rob Kendall. I purchased one of each. Yeah, and you'll wear them depending on the mood the, of the day. The mood of the day, yeah, or the hour, or the segment. Oh yes. you know? <laughs> and waiting for those to arrive. Somebody called and had a comment about that. You got an idea for your T-shirt company there? Two matching piles of dog turds or donkey turds, whatever you want, with Joe Biden and the other Joe's face on each one of them. Twin turds from different asses. He's talking about Joe Biden and I believe Joe Hawks. Yes, I think so. Yes, absolutely. Well, there you go. Maybe the merch uh, department at the Hammer and Nigel store will take that under advisement. Okay, so you asked the question a lot. Um, why would someone vote for Donald Trump? Yes, that's correct. And somebody called with their answer. Oh, very good. Hey, Robin Casey, uh, talking about what would Trump do, what would he accomplish if he was elected president? Come on now. We all know what Trump will do. Trump will turn this thing around. Inflation, gone. Cost of gas, way, way cheaper. War in Ukraine, fund it yourself, Zelensky. <laughs> no more American money. Putin, back in his place. China. They'll be back in their place. So this is what he feels 
Trump as president would do for him. Yeah, the problem is, though, there's no specifics on how he's going to do that. It'd be like me at the start of the year. I said, Fields, quarterback for the Bears, going to be great this year. DJ Moore, new receiver, going to be awesome. Defense dramatically improved. Bears are worst team in football, Casey, Mm -hmm. because they actually had to play the game on paper. I said, oh, man, it's exciting time to be a Bears fan. The reality is they stink. And so my question is, how is he going to do these things? It's easy to say, oh, I'll get inflation under control. How? Donald Trump has not proposed one single solitary spending cut that I'm aware of on anything that matters that would actually change the direction of the of the federal budget. He's yes, he's for drilling, but drilling alone is not going to solve inflation. Oh, I'd solve Ukraine in, in 12 hours. Well, really, how? You think Putin's just going to go, oh, it's just, just kidding. It was really because I didn't like Biden. I'm asking for specifics, which he has not provided. And simply saying I'm going to do something is not, that's not a policy proposal. Okay, but we talk often, why do people, how does he have this hold over people? Yeah. And why are they so loyal to him? That person, I think, just gave us a snapshot of how people feel yeah. about Donald Trump. It may not be real. He may not have the answers. But they're going to vote based on how they feel. Yeah, absolutely. And that guy is entitled to vote however he wants. And if he doesn't want specifics, then his vote is his voice. And he's entitled to do that. I would like to know, and I realize this probably makes me a terrible person. I would like to know how he intends specifically to do these things. Okay, lots of conversations about Jefferson Shreve and uh, Joe Hogsett. Joe Hogsett, mayor of Indianapolis. And uh, I don't even think we allege or allude to it at this point anymore. You ask all the time. And you want media to ask all the time, where was Joe Hogsett during the riots? Yeah. Um, We're not saying it. This is not us saying it. This is a listener saying it. He has an idea. Our mayor was in rehab. He had checked himself into rehab before the riots started. So once the riots started, that's why nobody could fight him. I cannot believe no one has thrown him under the bus. So I'm going to. Thanks. Well, look, Tony Kennett came on these airwaves and said he has talked to specific people that were at said facility that Joe Hogsett was there. You would think if you were Joe Hogsett and someone was publicly accusing you of that and you weren't that, that you would take some sort of action against that Mm -hmm. unless you were somewhere you didn't want people knowing where you were. Mm -hmm. The reality is no one has any clear answer where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. That is the prevailing rumor right now is that he was there. You would think it's not like something that was invented on these airwaves. People all across the city are saying this. You would think one random, confused, accidental act of journalism would break out and maybe Phil Sanchez, because I have immense faith in Phil mm-hmm. during, during the, debate, the debate, will straight up ask and say, were you in re-? It's a yes or no question. Casey, ask me, was I in rehab during the riots? Were you in rehab during the riots? No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. It was not in rehab during the riots. What a silly question. Mm -hmm. Can you provide proof you weren't in? Ask me, Rob, can you provide proof? Can you provide proof? Why, absolutely. Many, many people saw me in Mm -hmm. downtown Indianapolis the day of the riots. Mm -hmm. Uh, My then-girlfriend at the time, now wife, can absolutely provide for all of my whereabouts that we were downtown, and we fled shortly before the city was burned to the ground. And and a large amount of people uh, can abide, can, can vouch for my whereabouts that evening. How simple was that? Hey, Mr. Weathers, Phil Sanchez during the debate or anybody else. Mr. Mayor, 
there there is a lot of confusion about the whereabouts of your of yourself during the riots there is a lot of chatter that you were in rehab during the riots can you provide definitive proof for your whereabouts during the riots and were you in rehab during the riots how hard was that why will no one ask joe hawks at that question it's not mean-spirited it's not a low blow if we knew where he was it would be an inappropriate question but we don't 317-684-8444 that's the phone number if you'd like to contribute all right we've got two more calls you had a situation with your insurance yes uh they billed you for 12 dollars. yes abdul had a really good answer for you send them 12 dollars and 25 cents so they have to send 25 cents back to you so let me be clear what the situation is my insurance agent went completely haywire Mm -hmm. uh i no longer felt comfortable that he was providing me proper service the when i could get him on the phone it was these bizarre often nonsensical conversations he kept blowing off various proposed meetings my renewal date was coming due and so i had to make a switch the homeowner's insurance was fine they sent me the money it was it was fine the car insurance people decided they were going to bill me for early cancellation and the early cancellation fee was more than what they owed me, so they sent me a bill for $12. I had a rather animated conversation with the person on the phone and said, you can sue me all you want. I'm making sure this guy never gets a dime, and I'll be more than happy to stand up in front of a judge and tell you exactly about this guy. It has now come to light that my uh, insurance agent was apparently arrested, it appears, mm-hmm for multiple items Mm. of very disturbing, inappropriate behavior. By the way, many people have sent me now emails and correspondence because they know in the town of Brownsburg who I'm talking about Uh and have given me a lot more information on this guy (laughs) that I would be more than happy to throw out in front of a judge. And I've said... I'm not giving them the money, and I'm going to get way more than the $12 worth of fun out of it if mm-hmm. you guys decide to take me to court and sue me for. So that's that's the background story on all of well, this. Well, you asked our listeners what they think you should do. Yes. And somebody is weighing in on that. Hey, Rob. I was listening to your uh, spat about the $12 you owe to your insurance agency. I'm going to give you two answers. The good boy answer would be pay the $12, get over with it. The bad boy answer, which is the one I'm heavily leaning towards, <laughs> is to not pay them. Go as far as you can with the $12 bill that you have, all the way until, if necessary, to court. Why? Because I'm a spiteful jerk half the time, <laughs> and I get off on this kind of stuff. It's hilarious, I and think, I love to do it when I get the chance to. I think you found a kindred spirit. Well, I, I, I was thinking what I was going to do, because here, so here is my plan. So you get the letter from the collections agency, mm-hmm. and I'm going to call them tomorrow, because there's a you, you can call, and then once you call and dispute, it automatically stops the thing, and then they have to respond to yours, and there's a written thing, too, and I'll follow up with that. I'm going to explain this to them. I'm going to explain the conversation I had with the person on the telephone from the insurance company and the last thing that they told me about getting a case manager involved or whatever. I'm going to lay this out to them. I'm going to let them know everything about this insurance agent that I know now. And I'm going to say, if you pursue this in court, I will fill the courthouse with WIBC listeners. (laughs) And is all of this really worth $12 (laughs) for you? (laughs) Hopefully they'll do the right thing. 
But as of right now, Casey, I am <laughs> leaning towards absolutely seeing this thing through because I cannot imagine that a collection agency is going to be like, we're going to get that $12. Yeah. But if they are, I'm going to make them earn it. All right. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio from the Hammer and Nigel program. Hello. Everybody looks great today. Everybody looks like a million bucks. Oh, thank you. Like, Casey, you look good like you always do, but mm-hmm. Rob actually has a shirt on. Yeah, today. absolutely. And I, I wore a shirt that fit last night. Yeah, it's you two did. days in a row. I've got a real trend <laughs> going here. Yes, it was great. One of my favorite things I hear is on the Hammer and Nigel Show merch store, everybody is talking about the Rob Kendall t-shirts. Yeah. They want to know if they can buy it in a super small size <laughs> to be just like Rob Kendall a when he wears his t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's time to play a little game that we like to do from time to time oh, yeah. on this program. Yeah. It's called Hit the Post. Yeah. Now, Casey, as mm-hmm. someone who has jocked the hits, mm-hmm. I think we all have at one point yeah. here, yeah. Uh, explain what Hitting the Post means. Oh, okay. So that's the uh, music that comes on with the song, and Hitting the Post is that the disc jockey stops talking before the vocals begin on the music. Right. You don't want to talk over the vocals. Yep. You want it to be nice and tight and sound good. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, you guys get to pick on who does this the best. Casey has got to win. I've got to win. And Rob Kendall tries really hard. Boy, I was just awful. I was just, I'm used to having that little clock there. For those who don't know, in, in music radio, shot it looks like a like a pie and the thing will count down. So you're even if you're a little off, you can always look at the clock and you know, hey, look, I've got three seconds left. i got to get out of here. 101.9. 101.9. All right. So, Casey, ladies mm. first here. Oh, boy. The song you are going to be talking up mm-hmm. is... Is a hit from the 1980s. Okay. It's Rock This Town from the Stray Cats. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Kevin, if you would. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. Good morning. It is 10 minutes in front of 11. Partly cloudy today. High 74. It is 66 now. Looking forward to that debate tonight. 9 o'clock. Fox News. Dana Perino and you. Yeah. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Amazing. She didn't go out with the call letters, though, aren't well, you? Always, I, yeah, I didn't have to. You don't have to. to. You're, aren't you, th- as long just, as you get them in at some point. I thought, I thought the rule was you were supposed to always go out with the call letters. No, you always have to go in with the calls. As long as you get the calls in, that's what right. I've always been taught. So we either need, way, need, that was a home a, run. We need a program director in here to make. <laughs> yeah, that was. Call I mean, that, that was like. Did you know that, or did you just get lucky? I, I, I mean, you've heard I'm the song before. Well, right. I, know, I know, but that's it's amazing. It's not like that's the first time she's ever well, heard oh, rock. I'm not, I'm not some rando. They just pulled I, off the circle. I know, but here. here's what I'm saying. Like, if you ask me, like, I'm a pretty good <laughs> golfer. If you, I played one time this year. If you said, Rob, could you go out and break eighty from the back tees at West Chase your first time out? No. Hey, give me three weeks. Could you do it from the golds? Mm-hmm. Yes, because I haven't been playing. You haven't been doing this for a while. Like you just stepped right out there and just broke it. eighty from no, the gold. I seeds. haven't been doing it for a while, but I have front sold 
that specific song many times. Ah, I gotcha. And I think that's like riding a bike, right? Like, Rob, if someone came to you and said, hey, we're desperate. We need you to go on stage and rip on Republicans for 30 minutes. Do you think you could do it? Yeah, I could do right, it. Right, because that's second nature uh, to just, you. I'm very impressed by that. I absolutely could not have pulled that Man, off. Man, I don't think anybody's going to beat that. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, hate, I hate when a woman does something better than me. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, Rob, yeah. this song, I believe, is in your wheelhouse. Okay. I know you've heard it before. Yeah. It's in a very popular film. Okay. Your your choice is Jackson Brown, Somebody's Baby. Oh, perfect. All right, here we go. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Hammer's very fat. <laughs> Coming up in just a little bit. Hammer's going to bloviate about something stupid. I am horrible at this. I am just talking. Here's Jackson Brown. <laughs> You're getting better. Wow. So much better. Remember the last one we did? It was Dancing in the Dark, and I was like Garth in Wayne's World. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a good time. Here's Springsteen, and the intro went on for like nine more minutes. (laughs) I think that that's definite improvement. Yeah, that was way better. Yeah, yeah, you're getting you're getting better at this. And and Casey, you're a little more seasoned than the rest of us. (laughs) Is this how you guys did it before computers? (laughs) What do you mean by just by sound? Yeah, listening, feeling it out. Yeah, Yeah, is that? Which, yeah, you had to actually listen to the music. Yeah. It wasn't all automated. Oh my gosh. Now they don't even do it live. Now they just slide the yeah, voice track right across. But we do it live. We do it live, and you're up next, Tamara. You ready? So I am doing the rare double post oh, today. Wow. You got a musical I don't post? know if this has ever been done before, <laughs> but there are two posts I'm going to hit. Okay. All right? Okay. We're going to do Beastie Boys. Kevin. <laughs> 93 WIBC, it's the Hammer and Nigel Show. (laughs) Coming up here in just a moment. A little preview of tonight's GOP debate. Seven losers, three moderators, and over two billion people disappointed. That's coming up right after the Beastie Boys. Turn it up. Yes. Yes, very Thank you. good. Very Thank good. you. He he did the double post. A little double post for you today. So Woo. let the YouTube chat, let the Twitter feed uh, give their feedback. Kevin, handicap this here for you. What did you see? Who do you like? Who won? I think uh, you're not going to believe this, but I'm probably going to have to give this to Rob. Rob? <laughs> Because I, I like Rob's commentary. Uh-huh. So and clearly this is the 2020 election all of a sudden. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm just 82 thinking, million votes over here, apparently. It, it was very close between you and Rob, I think. Sorry, Casey. No, it's okay. Uh, you would expect greatness from me. I understand. Right, I thought yeah. Casey was super yeah, smooth. Yeah, I'm out here sounding like Fetterman, and Kevin's like, the Eagles! If I, heard Rob, if I was driving along and I heard Rob say that stuff, it was just humorous commentary. Mm-hmm. You know, bashing his friends. I'm standing here next to a collapsed bridge. (laughs) You were entertained by Rob. Rob's terribleness was just what did it for Kevin. Oh my gosh, boy. That is so hard to do without the little guy counting it down. The clock in front yeah. of you, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's just a horrifically hard to do, and you guys are so talented. Do you, just... do you want to apologize to Sean Copeland for everything you've ever said about him? Oh, no. Let <laughs> me just speak up. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Everything we've ever said about Sean Copeland, he totally I will deserved. speak on behalf of my client. No. That's a big fat no. <laughs> 
Oh, there's so much inside baseball there. Um, anybody watching the debate tonight? Are you guys going to be watching Trump? I know Tucker is doing an interview with Bill O'Reilly tonight. Yeah. Bill kind of broke that story on our program yesterday. So that drops at 9 o'clock tonight as well. I'll be watching the debate. Dana Perino, one of my faves. Uh, let's see. What is today? Today's Wednesday. No, I got to get to bed early because I'm preparing because the Ryder Cup starts Friday and that comes on at 1.30 in the morning. So I've got to get my sleep pattern ready to go to be ready for to be up to watch the Ryder Cup. You're putting a lot of time and effort into that, aren't you? It is the most important event in all of golf, Casey. You so say that on every tournament, the U.S. Open. It's the most important it, in golf. It's Look, whatever little knitting club or drinking <laughs> society you guys want to be a part of, that's fine. Why don't you just leave me the hell alone? Like, I don't ask anything from you people. I keep to myself. I pay my taxes. I abide by the general decency in society. And, you people and because of that, Jefferson Shreve hates you. <laughs> <laughs> hates your guts. Look what happens, Kevin. You give him one hit the post win, yep. and now you've created a monster. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, a little debate preview. We'll have a little uh, story time to get you fired up yep. for it. And the biggest stories in India. Thanks for the fun, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.